right, we're dialing back in, breaking through the fog. As always, you hear me say about that. But, you know, boy, I'll tell you, it is challenging to know where to invest. How do I invest well? What should I do with my money? Listen, you've worked hard for what you have. You might say, I got a team of people helping me with my money. But maybe you're not happy. Maybe you're not happy with the results. You know, there's a lot of things that are going on out there that you're saying, geez, there's got to be a better way. And I can tell you that sometimes there is. It just depends on uh, getting a second set of eyes, getting a second opinion. On that note, let me just throw it out to you right right now in the beginning. If you want, feel free. You know, we have a team uh, set up, designed. We've been helping families for 18 years, uh, several different companies, and we can do essentially anything that's in the marketplace today. Uh, and you want to just go over to leanonthewall.com. A lot of great information there. You can get our book as well. Again, Lean on the wall. You get tired, Randy. You got to lean on the wall. There he is. Michael Wall, Michael D. Wall, Michael Dynamic. We got a Dynamic is good for the D. I like the D. Dynamic. Well, That's D's good. good. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's, since this is the Invest Well show, and, you know, there's a lot of Michael Walls out there. Like, I don't know how many Randy Cooks are out there. I, oh, I should probably do a bunch. Quick. Yeah, there's a bunch See, of them Randy out there. Cook. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Randy Cook. Oh, I just found a Randy Cook. You're Googling that actually me, has you? a camel. A transport business. Is that your brother? <laughs> a camel transport business. Okay. Well, I didn't find it yet. I was just throwing it out there just in case. <laughs> that's beautiful. All yeah, right. It's, it's really... That uh, is not so me, you, by the way. No. That's not you. That's not you. Okay. So this show today, Randy, we got some great topics we're going to cover. We're going to talk about taxes yeah. and we're going to talk about protecting your wealth from taxes. It's a big deal. So Listen, when you save money in taxes, you're going to be in a place where you'll be able to pay for that camel ride. Yes, <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Well, it's a big anniversary this month. We're in February now, and I don't know if you're going to find a card for this in the Hallmark section at the grocery store, but February 1913, the 16th Amendment to the Constitution Ooh. was ratified. Yeah. That allowed the government to impose and collect income tax. So that's what we're all thinking about right now, Michael, is what are these new tax laws going to look like for 2000? 2018 and 2019. Well, if it's any consolation, 1913 just so happens to be the exact year the Pioneer Saloon in Nevada was built. I did not know. How this. about that? Are you? Are you? Are you, <clears throat> yes, are you serious? This is a very important this? fact. You were just yeah, in Nevada, fact, so you knew about this. No, serious fact. Just in Nevada, we were out in Vegas, mm -hmm. um, and we we were able to invest well out there. We made some money, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> and uh, we were out on an ATV tour. It's a little side note. We were out on an ATV tour. Great, great, great tour. These guys, Zero One, did a great job, and we ended up in the middle of the day. We stopped, you know, you're going 40, 50 miles an hour, however fast you're going, stopped at a place called Pioneer Saloon. Mm -hmm. And it literally was built back in 1913. Wow. And if you haven't checked it out, as you're listening to this, go online, check out Pioneer Saloon. Really, really cool. Um, great stuff. Or if you follow me at all on Instagram, Michael D. Wall, you can check out some pictures from that as well. But really neat, Randy. And what's the cool thing was, is this building was actually built... And, and purchased from a Sears Roebuck magazine. Get out. Yeah. So Sears Roebuck magazine purchased the building, built it, and it's still standing today. So wow. it's, it is, uh, it's not like our tax code that has changed multiple, <laughs> multiple, you know, now they got 78,000 pages of code and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they used to have much, 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 much less. 
Now it's way complicated, and it's it's important to pay attention in this process because I think taxes are going to go up. What, what do you, I mean, you do a lot of research on this, Randy. What do you see? I think that taxes are dead. I think if you were to sit around a table with 20 people and say, raise your hands, how many of you think uh, uh, taxes are going up? I think almost everybody would raise their hands, yeah. even though we are right now in a low-tax environment. And, uh, and there, there are some people that can take advantage of this. I mean, you talk about this all the time, is that yeah. you know saving a dollar in taxes is as good or better than you know putting money into the market and making a dollar well it's the old adage a lot of people a lot of people know it but they kind of forget about it in life i think they get lazy or they just assume that the people that they're doing uh their work for them are doing a good job you know we had a family one time that we ended up helping randy as an example at the wall private wealth firm and they came over got a second opinion and we ended up helping them uh, with our companies, you know, Wall Private Wealth, Wall Wealth Management, et cetera. And we created a financial plan for them and, and ended up, they moved their money over and we were able to help improve their situation. But one of the things that kind of started the conversation is he was a business owner. They were both over 70 and a half and they had to take required minimum distributions, RMDs, mm -hmm. which, you know, you got to do at 70 and a half. And so there's a lot of ministries that they were involved in and that they really enjoyed. And, and what happened was, is they were taking their RMD, that money was coming into their checking account. So they were taking money. It ended up being about $50,000 a year that they had to take. Mm -hmm. And that $50,000 a year was literally then being withdrawn from their, at the time, investment account. And it was being deposited into their checking account. If you're out there and you take your RMDs or you're over 70 and a half and you have an IRA, you probably know what I'm talking about here. So they were getting that $50,000, but then they didn't really need it because he still had a business. He had a, had a great business. He was involved in the business and was making a great income from it. And so, you know, they would take that money after it hit the checking account and they would send it out to ministries and stuff that they cared about. Well, what's interesting is their CPA, which was also the same people that were kind of helping them with their money, their investments, we're saying, hey, you know, we can deduct this. It's a deduction because you give to the charity and all that stuff, which was fine. But we had a conversation and they ended up meeting us. They were referred to us and we had a conversation and talked Randy about the whole idea of, you know, why don't you give that money directly? Yeah, you get to deduct it on your taxes uh, because you have your business and all that. But why don't, why don't you just give that money directly to the ministry? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, you know, wouldn't our guy have mentioned that if it was the right thing to do? I said, well, you know, maybe he would have, maybe he wouldn't have. Obviously, he didn't here, you know, but let's think about this. If you're in a situation where you have to take $50,000 out, they were in the highest tax bracket. So their federal rate was 37%. Uh -huh. They just so happened to have been, uh, they split the year. They lived half the year in New York and half the year in Florida. They were a Florida resident, so they didn't have any state income tax. But in this scenario, Randy, 37%, you know, $50,000 at 37% is like $18,000. Right. So they're in a place that like out of the $50,000 that came in, $18,000 went to the government. Now, even that extra money that they gave to the charity, sure, they could deduct it. But the whole material point here is like, wait a minute, time out. In the whole process, regardless of how you do it, if you do it the way you're currently doing it, $18,000 goes to the government in taxes of the 50. So doesn't it make more sense to say, okay, I know if you keep doing it the way you're doing it, you can deduct it. But what if you did it differently? What if you signed the correct forms and, and initiated and enacted really the right uh, code on your tax form? And you're in a place where you say, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a direct give. And that money, that $50,000, instead of going to me and then $18,000 of that goes to the government, 
I'm going to make all 50000 go directly to the charity. And then I'm not going to have to count it as part of my ordinary income, which means I don't pay tax on that anyways. But the material point of that is the charity or the, or the ministries, they end up getting $18,000 more than they would have. And the government gets $18,000 less. And that's a good thing. That's a great thing. And so, we, listen, we started having that conversation, and that led him to say, well, geez, wait a minute. What else is happening here with my investments that I might be missing? So we were able to help them with their investments as well, and it's been a great conversation along the way. But it's all about paying attention. You know, there's, a, there's an interview. I think you got it queued up here, Randy. I know that while I was saying that long monologue, you were uh, there stretching with your yoga pants and um, doing some push-ups. I, it says uh, Randy's World. In uh-huh. case you're wondering, you're he's just got a big shirt on. That's right. It says Randy's World on his shirt. Very exciting. Uh, I've never seen Randy's World, but he's a good guy. Uh-huh. He's a very smart guy. Okay. And he's just trying to keep it simple here. But you, you got something queued up for us that yeah. Ken Moellis, I believe, talked about a, t- a rate, 70% rate over $10 million. Check this out. Well, so uh, what I want to say on this is that your guy who, you know, got $50,000 from his RMD and has to pay $18,000 in taxes. The yeah. big fear is, is that that number is going to go up. That it's not going to be 18, it's going to be 20, then it's going to be 25, yeah. then it's going to be yeah. more. And that's what Ken is saying here. He's saying there is a proposal right now that wealthy Americans, people with income over $10 million, will go yep. into the 70 percent tax bracket. I think it would be uh, disastrous for the economy. Look, you have to incentivize people. Look, what's going to happen to the two workforce family? You forget where, uh, you know, 70 percent starts to kick in. And and by the way, you never stop, you know, with the one point, whatever that 0.01 percent was. It always has to come down to the middle class. So a 70 percent tax bracket for those who have income above 10 million dollars and it will continue to come on down. So, Michael, that's a, a that's an awful thought. You know, that it's going to hurt the economy. Well, 100 percent. Well, you know, it's funny. A lot of people are like, oh, that's not going to happen. You know, it won't. Come on. It won't happen. You know what it is, Randy? Uh, the, it's the old frog in the pot. Mm-hmm. You know, so you put the frog in the pot in the cold water. We all know the story, but let's refresh. You put the frog in the pot with cold water. It doesn't really go anywhere. It swims around, say, can't jump out, whatever. And Turn the water up incrementally, a little warmer, a little warmer, a little warmer. All of a sudden, it cooks in the pot, right? Yep. Because it just gets accustomed to that change in temperature. And we're in a situation where a lot of people in the world, unfortunately, just get all they focus on is today. And, and, and that's why they're not really doing a lot of intentional planning with your wealth. And by the way, as you're listening to this, regardless of where you are financially, you know, a lot of the families that we work with on the, uh, we'll call it wall companies side, where we have multiple companies helping families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth, most of the families we work with there have a decent amount of money. Our minimum's a million. We have private wealth, which is $25 million, And then our pro athlete division is for pro athletes in general. And that could be all over the map. But at the end of the day... We always talk about what is the purpose with our money and let's be intentional with the decisions that we make. Because the last thing we want to do, and that's going back to that story of that gentleman, Randy, you know, I said, listen, do you realize over the last 10 years, you've literally given the government $180,000, mm-hmm. that 18000 per year that went to the, the government, you give them $180,000 more than you would have had to that could have went to the charity or ministry. It's a big deal. It's absolutely a big deal. And the question is, is the charity going to get less and are you going to pay more taxes in the future? And when we look at everybody talks about the national debt. I mean, in the last, 
Well, seven, eight years, the uh, the national debt has gone from $15 trillion to $22 trillion. And nobody pays yeah. too much attention to that. But yeah. the, just simply the interest on the debt by yep. the year 2021, and that is only a couple years away, yeah. will be more than we pay on military spending. Now, think about yeah. that. The yeah. interest will be more than we pay on military spending. By 2060, we'll pay more on the interest then we pay for Social Security, one of our biggest programs. So it's real, and somewhere along the line, there's only two ways the gov- government can solve it, and that is they either cut back on programs or they raise taxes. And what do you think yeah. they're going to do? Well, of course. I mean, raising taxes is is easy. You know, programs, in a lot of ways, depending on the, the party that you're affiliated with, buys votes. I mean, let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. So people are getting stuff for free. Oh, I'm going to vote for this person because I'm getting stuff for free. Now, that should not be our thinking. And not all every program is just a free, you know, like Social Security and some of these other things, Medicare, that people have paid into all these years. But they're broken systems. In my opinion, it shouldn't have even been the government's responsibility to take care of that anyways. But, you know, an interesting fact for me, Randy, when you look at this, is the debt. So we talked about the debt. It's 10 times that of France, Germany, Italy, and the U.K., combined. Wow. <laughs> and it jumped 85% under President Bush, two terms. It jumped 88% under President Obama, two terms. 32% under Clinton, 186% under Reagan. A lot of people don't, you know, like, what? And we didn't know that. Well, that's the reality. Mm-hmm. And and actually, only 10% so far uh, under Trump, first two, first two years. But this is a big, big deal, and we must be in a situation where we pay attention to it. So, Randy, one of the things that we always talk about, and I'm going to challenge you as you're listening to this, to think about your investments in your structure. And what do you currently have, or what are you currently implementing in your investments and your structure that are giving you the ability to have advanced tax planning? That's important. You know, a lot of times people think about taxes, and they just think about a CPA. Oh, I got a CPA, does my taxes. That's not tax planning. That's somebody, really, his CPA, great people, but they are historians. You know, they look at the previous year, just like you look at your previous golf shot, Randy, you know? And you're like, okay, um, I know I hit it from the ladies' tees. Oh, stop with this. (laughs) Gosh. And I know I was using my putter, I mean, my driver. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. No, but I mean, they look at the last year, that's really what CPAs do, and they're like, hey, you know what? Hey, you made a certain amount of money, and you spent a certain amount of money. So we put the appropriate amounts of money in the certain boxes. And now we say you either owe this much to the government or you are going to get this much back. And that's it. I mean, that's pretty much what a CPA, they're a historian. There's not much future forward planning. And so a lot of what we do, our team, the, the investment advisors that are, that are part of uh, my team, you know, as we sit down, we talk about, listen, let's talk about and talk through what it looks like, and what kind of advanced tax planning are you currently getting on your portfolio? Let's look for ways to strategically, morally, and ethically disinherit the IRS. Because as, as we mentioned, taxes are going up, but those that plan for it are going to be prepared. Well, when I think about that, you know, you want to bring up a golf analogy. We just went through the waste management and Ricky Fowler won that. But oh, think yeah. about the upheaval that he went through during that tournament. He was a guy who had to leave the past behind because there was some ugliness during that round. And he was able to reset and move forward. And I think that that's what we need to do with our money. There's mistakes we make in the past. We've got to start fresh. We've got to move forward. We've got to put new people on our team and, and, and make some good decisions for the future. 
Yep, that's exactly right. I, I couldn't agree more. By the way, on that note, while we're there, if you're like, you know, I got to do something, go to leanonthewall.com. A lot of great information there. Again, leanonthewall.com. You can learn a lot of good stuff. And, you know, I was there at the tournament, Randy. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe the following. And I was there Friday and Saturday, but I went, I went to the tournament on Friday. And I could not believe the following of Ricky. Yeah. You know, JT came through. And, of course, he's, like, I think number two in the world mm -hmm. and much better golfer. But Ricky is, I mean, he's just got the, the flair. I think some of it's style and all that stuff. But he got a lot of commercials. Kids love huh? Ricky Fowler. Exactly. They, I mean, yeah. he's just got a huge fan base. He's got a huge fan base. He's, he's, he's really a very likable guy. Really, really cool guy. But you're exactly right. He had to kind of, he had to get over mentally. He had to change mentally. And he had to do, he had to really kind of do things differently mentally. And that's what I think gave him the win as well. Really, really good. And congratulations, Ricky, on your win there. Because, I, I think it's amazing that you pulled that through, and, and I would love to see him win more majors. Oh, me too. I really would. I think he's. Yeah. A, I think he's a great guy. I think he's got a lot of good potential, and he's got. He's. He's just got a um, great personality. So I'd love to see Ricky win a lot more. A lot more majors. Well, we're going to wrap the show up, but Randy, I know in the middle of your workout routine, you had some advice you want to give everybody. So I'm going to let you share it. <laughs> All right. So I'll go back to Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler for he's been at the waste management. He's finished second a couple of times. He absolutely got destroyed last year because in the last round, he put one in the water in 17. The year before, in a playoff, he put one in the water in 17. This year, he stood up at 17, he took the same club out, and he put it on the green. He learned from his past mistakes. He had the intestinal fortitude to say, I trust myself, I trust my abilities, and he got through the adversity. I think yep. that that's a lot to be learned there. I think there's a lot of metaphors in golf for the financial life that we lead, and I think that there's a lot about learning mistakes, learning from mistakes, and moving forward. And I think that's a great message. It's all about your circle, right? Listen to the right voices, you make the right choices, and I love that. I love that thought. So we'll leave you with that. So it's all about investing well so you can live well, have more fun in life, and uh, really do what you want to do and add a ton of value to others along the way. So if you want more information on our firms, on our team, go to leanonthewall.com. And uh, as always, there's uh, great info there. You can buy a copy of my best-selling book, Retire Once, Retire Well, which is just a short Listen, I'm a simple guy, so I got to keep it simple. It's a short, simple, easy read, 110 pages. I mean, listen, even Randy can read that book, okay? <laughs> so <laughs> it's an easy book to read. You're going to have a lot of fun with it. And then also, uh, there's a lot of great educational videos for you to learn more. If you feel so inclined and you uh, want to reach out to our firm, go to just a little click there. You scroll down. You can see reach out to us or contact us, and you can reach out to our team and say, hey, I got a question from Michael about this. I'd like him to cover this on the show next time. Or, you know, maybe you just want a second opinion on your wealth. That's okay, too. Regardless of where you are in the country, we can just set up a quick 15-minute call or, you know, a meeting in the office, whatever works best, just to chat briefly, get some information, see where you are, and see how we might be able to add value to you so you can live on purpose, live with purpose, and improve your life. There you are. Invest Well Show. Take whatever it was. <laughs> but we had fun along the way. And Randy, over and out.
Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of Wall Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please call 888-511-9255. Wall Private Wealth is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall. NPN Insurance License Number 7330010.